There's a man in the corner in a pool of misery I'm in a white van as a red sea covers the ground Metal crash, I can tell what it is But I take a look and now I'm sorry I did 5.30 on a Friday night 33 good people cut down All right, hello, welcome to Dailyish. Today is Thursday, September 11th. It's a balmy two degrees outside. What you're listening to there is a track from the new U2 album that uh, was released on Tuesday with the Apple thing. I'm a big U2 fan, so uh, if you're not, that's fine. I don't expect everyone to be, but I'm enjoying the fact that there is new music released, surprisingly dropped into our laps from the band. And uh, I've had about... I don't know, three, maybe three listens to, four listens through, just playing the background while I'm working and doing other stuff. And uh, it is, uh, I would think, like, there's the argument amongst any, I'm sure every band has this, but amongst, say, U2 fans, I know it's like, well, you'll just love anything they put out because, of course, you're a U2 fan, you'll love everything. But I know that, um, like, there's certainly s- songs that I don't enjoy, songs that I think aren't as good from them. Their last album, for example, No Line on the Horizon, there was stuff on there that just didn't resonate with me, didn't feel like a great a great song. Seeing them live, I saw them in Edmonton on that the 360 tour, and seeing the songs live, they definitely come come alive. They, I can listen to them now and enjoy those songs more because I've heard them live, and there's kind of a, a memory of both the concert experience as well as just knowing how when they when any band plays most bands i guess not any band some bands when they play live the song sucks the studio version is better but you two in particular for me anyways the live performance amplifies whatever is there in the song and uh on the record and so um so yeah that's where i guess with this album so far there's there's a few songs that aren't like jumping out at me and kind of seem a little off but like the well, actually, that song is called "Raised by Wolves," and the, I love the intro, the verse, and stuff. The chorus is a little just—it's a there's a, the album actually as a whole has a weird mix of. I guess I'll turn this into a YouTube album review. I don't, I only review. I'm a music reviewer of one band, I guess, basically, and that's U2. So, um, if you're not a fan, then and you don't enjoy someone talking about U2, turn it off. Go listen to something else. Um, but "Raised by Wolves," the whole album story has a, like a bit of a almost an early '80s raw feel to it with a bit of the you know modern u2 aesthetic layered on top without it sounding overproduced and um and i yeah over electronic music stuff digital whatever all over the place kind of stuff and so um raised by wolves and california is another song that kind of just have a bit of a weird vibe to them um as far as just the sound of the chorus especially to me just kind of rings weird as a u2 song iris has a song iris uh in brackets hold me close sounds a little bit like city of blinding lights to me still good because of that i guess and i it's growing on me um song for someone is a standout for me right now that is aside from a weird chorus lyric it just the uh, it's kind of like we'll decide who it's for instead of saying song for someone but anyway the it's the most sort of U2-y sounding song right now on the record to me if, as far as if you're needing something to grab onto. Song for Someone, Iris would be another one. Um, 
And uh, definitely Cedarwood Road and The Troubles are two sort of Ireland, Irish history kind of focused songs that are interesting as a band. And either you, there's a great article by Donald Miller a while ago, I, can't, I think it was maybe for their last album or the one before where, I'll try and find it and put it in the show notes, but, you know, basically talking about um, the pressure on you 2 if you believe, like, some people just get annoyed that you think that there's pressure on them, but, because, I mean, what, what could they, what could they possibly worry about, right, at this point? They have the biggest selling, um, biggest attended and most grossing tour, their last tour, most recent tour was the most attended, big, highest grossing tour of all time. So, I mean, there's people coming out to their show um, and willing to drop down 50 bucks or whatever. So what do they have to worry about? But when you think about all the infrastructure of people who basically depend on on their album being released and a tour happening after that for their livelihood, it does kind of, you, you can see it kind of weighing on you. And the, the success or failure of an album dictates how successful or failure-ish how much the tour will do. And so to a point, I guess, because No Line on the Horizon certainly wasn't their biggest selling record, but obviously the tour afterwards, they still managed to do okay. So um, anyways, what was I going with? Where was I going with that? The, I guess the pressure of releasing an, an album, writing an album where they kind of want to, they they want, they do have, they talk at least, if you believe it, of their artistic integrity and wanting to release good music and, and write songs that they believe and want to play and go out on tour with and sing to people over and over for a year and a half at least. And then, you know, following tours, subsequent tours, um, old styles that they, you know, do they mess with their style? Do they play around with that too much? Or do they try and stick to where they are right now and what's safe? Certainly the sort of all that you can't leave behind and kind of the beautiful day aesthetic of going for a Grammy hit and, um, and radio play certainly helps with selling tickets and that kind of stuff so not that I feel like they're all that hard done by by any means <laughs> but I, there's been a lot of uh, it's been surprising how many people are complaining on at least on t- my Twitter feed about this annoying U2 band that had to put their um, just you know drop their record into their iTunes account or whatever um, and it's 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 funny because I'm trying to picture myself responding. I guess if it was someone like a someone I really didn't like, I don't know, like some I don't I can't think of somebody right now off the top of my head, but a band that just like kind of disgusted me or or was like I was so made me feel ill listening to or something, but I I just I guess I enjoy music enough that like I go over and grab the Starbucks always the free music track, happily grab that whatever band it happens to be and throw it in my library just because it's more free music and I love listening to music and so it kind of and especially could tell I could tell nobody was really had even listened to the album so it was purely just like the idea of you two Bono in particular let's say not a fan of him and the fact that he spends time campaigning for the poor and the needy and all that kind of stuff instead of just shutting up and counting his money in in Ireland on his castle or whatever Um, lots of just whining complaining and and like Setting aside the fact that there is an issue, I think, with how Apple did this of like basically the implication being here's something you didn't ask for and we're putting it on you and you now have to get rid of it if you don't want it kind of idea, which just feels a bit spammy. Although it wasn't like physically downloaded to your computer automatically, you had to, it was in the cloud in your account and you could choose to download it. People didn't understand that. I did a little 
quick Storyify search on uh, a bunch of people sort of asking the question on Twitter, people who didn't have any idea who U2 is and just like, why is this album on my phone? What's going on? Who hacked my phone kind of thing? And uh, that got sent around through Twitter and stuff a bunch. It was kind of funny to watch, but um, so I'll put that link in the show notes. Um, I digress. I'm a big fan. I'm liking the album overall. I'd encourage you to give it a listen. Put it on the background and uh, listen to it twice and then delete it. If you don't like it, great. If not, it's free music to have to play. What's the harm in that? The uh, sponsor of this episode, which I forgot to mention at the beginning, is Campaign Monitor. Visit canvas.cm to check out their awesome template builder. I'll be sending out the Good Stuff newsletter later today with uh, with the using Campaign Monitor. Great supporters of Good Stuff. We thank them a lot. Please visit, like I said, canvas.cm or campaignmonitor.com. Get started sending email newsletters today. If you run a business, uh, a web consulting business of some sort and want to, you can also resell their services. That's a great way to help your clients with a great email service as well as make some money while you're helping helping them do that. A huge thanks to Campaign Monitor for supporting Good Stuff and Dailyish. Uh, also want to mention... I have uh, in the links in the show notes, which you can find at goodstuff.fm slash dailyish slash 36 is what this episode is. Link to a WordPress tutorial I did. Sort of a, as uh, David Sparks says on the web, soup to nuts. From starting from scratch, from nothing, to all the way to having a blog post up on your blog. So registering a domain, signing up with a hosting company, installing WordPress, picking out a theme, writing a post, setting up some plugins, walking through a few options for plugins to get you up and going. Uh, so that's linked in the show notes. I have it at learningwith, learningwith.chrisands.com, just a domain I set up to help sort of throw all those tutorials and stuff I was doing together in one spot. Um, and they're on YouTube, of course, as well, and, and places like that. But uh, if that at all interests you, or if you'd like to share that with somebody who maybe is wanting to set up a blog, give that a listen, a watch. It's about 30 minutes or so in length, so... You can stop it and come back to it or fast forward, rewind, whatever, all that kind of stuff as you get stuck or have questions. And uh, yeah, let me know what you think. All right. I will uh, leave it with that. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Have a great day. you got a face not spoiled by beauty. I have some scars from where I've been. you got eyes that can see right through me. You're not afraid of anything they've seen I was told that I would feel nothing The first time I don't know